This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Good afternoon to you, Susan. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's a, a full weekend and got my sister-in-law in town. We've been hanging out and putting up uh, Christmas tree stuff. And uh, man, today's the day we're going to we're gonna deck the halls here yeah. at the uh, Country Squire. So yeah, I got to put up the, the greenery and, uh, you know, our little uh, Christmas time, uh, you know, widgets and, and whatnot. Going to uh, take uh, Chief Ramrod over here and try to try to make him a little more festive. So yeah, uh, yeah, sure. It should be good. Now, you know, it's interesting because we, we, we make, we've made mention of this uh, from time to time on the, the show, but in, in the Country Squire, in the, in the old location and now, of course, in the new location, there has been kind of this constant hanging mistletoe of this <laughs> uh, tobacco, these tobacco leaves that have like hung above for, I guess, a couple of years now at this point. No, that's right. It's been, um, gosh, probably four or five years. And so yeah. like in many respects, you, you, you've got the mistletoe hanging year, year round, <laughs> except <laughs> it's just locally grown uh, tobacco. I, you know, it's funny. I, it, of course, that's that tobacco. Uh, it's a perique plant uh that we grew in the um the planters in front of our old shop right and uh you know it, when it got kind of scraggly looking I, I harvested it we hung it up there and it was uh it was pretty cool you know but yeah it it's um i, I don't know what do you you know if you if you kiss <laughs> under mistletoe what do you do uh under under a tobacco leaf yeah so I, I, I don't know i'm tempted to say light your bowl but at the same time <laughs> you gotta be that, careful that now. bad boy is ready to go up in you, flames you gotta be careful no that that's the thing you know that, like i've said we've talked about this before people have threatened to to take a leaf of that and smoke it yeah and and, and you know that uh that tobacco up there is so incredibly foul. I mean, it, once you scrape the you scrape the cobwebs off it, I mean, think about all the smoke particles that have been infused um, in that um, in, in in those tobacco leaves. Yeah. I, I'm sure it would be a uh, just a terrifying experience. Someday yeah. it will happen, and it and, and it will be on the last day of someone's life. I don't know. We get. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Them nuns from St. Dominic's Hospital will be rushing down here, you know. Exactly. <laughs> Take care of the poor person. Exactly. Um, yeah, you know, I, yeah, we got to think about that. If you if you kiss under mistletoe, what do you do under uh, tobacco leaves? Well, well, well I, I don't know. I'm sure the maybe we'll get some feed. Maybe we'll get some feedback. Yeah, on that. <laughs> hey, speaking of feedback, <laughs> so uh, you know we've mentioned this the last couple of episodes, but right now as we gear up to the end of the year, we are asking for you to nominate who was the best of this year in the industry. We've got a best of 2018. That is up at CountrySquireRadio.com. As soon as you go to the website, you see it right there. It's a it's a banner, or it's actually the words in nice silver. That's all. That's all, It's always a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you so we got the banner. The, the metallic uh, uh, text. You'll, you'll see it. So you click on that, and basically it's your chance to nominate who you feel was the best uh, tobacco blender. Who was the best? Uh, what was the best pipe this year? What, whatever these uh, various categories that we have that at the moment I can't remember off the top of my head. But they're all there. <laughs> uh, go enter in those nominations because voting will begin very soon. So if you want to get those nominations in, we need those in this week, and that is the week of December 3rd right now. That's correct. So go ahead and get those in, uh, and voting will actually start next week. Nominations uh, close out at the end of this week. So again, CountrySquireRadio.com. Click on Best of 2018 to get your nominations in now. Okay. okay. Uh, man, we also we announced last week, of course, that the, uh, the Country Squire Radio uh, RSS feed, the archival RSS feed for patrons is now 
uh, up and pseudo running. And so uh, I, I did get some feedback. I saw some comments saying, not really sure what to do with the feed. Basically, whatever your podcast player of choice is, all you have to do is copy that RSS feed and then you can add it directly in. Uh, check with iTunes, Google Play, whoever your podcast player is in order to figure out what the specifics are for that particular feed. Uh, and that is how you do that. We're not your, t- we, you know, it's one of these things. We're not necessarily people's technical support, but we, we don't want to not be helpful. But at the end of the day, no, yeah, it depends on what your podcast player is. So yeah, you, gotta I, check you know, I, of course, I'm a dinosaur when it comes to this stuff. For someone that's 34, I have no idea. I, I didn't know what an RSS feed was. Um, but you know, it, yeah, you just you you figure out how to put it in your thing, and then all of a sudden you have uh, access to those those terrible first hundred yeah, episodes. Yeah, so, and uh, the first good stuff. First ten, I believe, are going in today too. So uh, as we record this on Monday, so by the time this podcast goes out, uh, check it out. And again, that's for our patrons, but also for our club members. And uh, man, I'm I'm excited to say we've got a brand new club member to announce. Oh, did we really? Week. Yes, Man, sir. That's great. Joining at the Pilgrim level, we have got Derek Jarn... Oh, you know what? Jar Jar Banks? Well, I was going to say... <laughs> I was going to try to mispronounce it by saying Jarnigan, but actually, I think his name actually is Jarnigan. No, it is. Okay. It, it, it is. It's uh, Derek Jarnigan. Jar Jar Banks. Yeah, that's Derek right. Jar Jar Banks. Man, we're so glad to have you, brother. Thanks for... Uh, <laughs> Thanks for joining us, man. Golly, of course, um, man, the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club, that's uh, the best way to support what we do uh, here at the at, on the podcast and a uh, big part of making the show happen. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, it's great, man. So Derek, not only did he uh, just become a, a member, but he also sent in uh, this week's Pipe Question of the Week. So really excited to get to that as well. Oh, that's good. And, hey, uh, yeah. c- c- before we get in our topic, a couple more uh, an- announcements, Absolutely. too. Um, uh, we have our uh, uh, Ashton Cigar event at the shop. Uh, ooh, next week, actually, ooh. that's uh, that's September twelfth or December twelfth. Um, I'm so tired of Christmas. I've already made it September. Um, <laughs> And so that'll be December twelfth. We've got uh, the Ashton folks are coming. Also, Abita Beer will be here. No Abita, way. Uh, Louisiana Beer. How'd you uh, make that happen? Really, really pot. Well, I'm just. I, it's my magic finger. That, that guy. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> they listen to Country Squire Radio. Uh, Can we that, get free beer? They probably don't, but they might now. We need to yeah, make that happen. If we talk about them, yeah. Uh, it's, they're actually going to come and do a free beer tasting, which will be cool. So uh, you'll be get to sample some of their beers and uh, and then purchase them, uh, obviously. And so that'll be that'll be fun. High quality cigars and free beer where do i sign mm, yeah what um, day is it gonna- <laughs> uh that's next week on uh december 12th and so that's a <laughs> that's a wednesday um also a couple other housekeeping things uh it kind of cool this we have a local magazine explore La oh Fleur. i saw this uh, i didn't know you were gonna pull this that's out pretty cool show. yeah kind of neat and uh and so anyway you open it up uh, there's this uh, handsome guy on the front of the cover, which actually is is not me uh and you open it up and there's this um uh, this this really um uh, you know, after you flip a couple pages, after you flick a, flip a couple pages, there's this there's this uh, shaggy looking uh, scraggly guy that's uh, covered in pipe tobacco. Oh man! And uh, and and it's featuring the country squire. They caught you and blending so, uh, and put it in. They a magazine? caught me blending in a oh, what kind of goodness. magazine catches someone blending? The floors apparently, and then prints it. This wow. is like they have to keep this behind the counter at the uh, at the kangaroo station. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're a local guy, pick up uh, pick up Explore the Floor. We got a little a cool little article that's, in there that's fun, uh, man. talking about us. So I thought that was kind of fun. Hey, speaking of uh, the whole the catching you blending, I mean, that was about a year ago that you made that video. <laughs> and uh, you know, I was just I, I was actually um, I cannot remember why I ended up rewatching that here recently. Uh, but but I was thinking like, oh man. <laughs> I can think of a few reasons. But <laughs> John, <laughs> wow, John David is 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 uh you know he was in the old shop and everything. It was like it was like this like uh you know moment in time. You know what I mean? Like before 
everything changed. It's John David, you know. No, that's right. Nice guitar in the background. Your your hair. You that's, must have gotten it done. No, it was it was, it was perfect. It was exquisite. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and just just blending to the sound of nice little uh, Christmas music. And and, hey, talk about those those great sticks. We got yeah. some, we got some great. <laughs> Great! I can't, I can't do a John David voice, but but it's just the, the no. Great. It's cool. We had you know we had a neat sale, and we're given yeah our, our great uh, you know nice sale <laughs> in our, our our house cigars. It was good. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was good. We didn't do a video this year for Black Friday. Uh, we had you know a, a really nice uh, sales and all that stuff, but we didn't have the uh, the same video. So gotcha. Anyway, gotcha. Um, I just didn't know if that was ever going to be reused or recut. It, you know, I, I, will we I, ever catch you blending in this shop? I you think know? you just end on top. You know, I, I think <laughs> you just. I think <laughs> we started from the top. Let's just stay. here. You think you yeah, just yeah, stay yeah. there? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, what, what, one other point of uh, order I'd like to uh, mention, it just um, on a memorial note, actually, sure. um, one of our dear customers. Um, and uh, and friends passed away this past oh, week. Man. Um, now you know this individual was ninety eight years old, mm-hmm. so uh, had a had an incredible run. It wasn't uh, something terribly unexpected, but um, a local uh, Mississippi uh, legend fixture, uh, someone that really. Um, you know, uh, impacted a lot of families here in our state. Dr. Blair Batson oh, uh, yes, passed away uh, last week. Dr. Batson, who our local children's hospital name is named after, was a pioneer of the uh, children's uh, medicine, family medicine here in, in Mississippi, um, dating all the way back to the 1950s. And, and of course, uh, eventually when they named uh, when they built their state of the art children's hospital here in Mississippi, they named it after him. It was an obvious choice because of all the work Dr. Batson had done. But um Customer at the Country Squire uh, for over four decades. Uh, pretty, pretty incredible. Uh, he was 98. He smoked about a pound of Cherokee uh, every six to eight weeks. So, so we're thinking, you know, this is a this is a pipe smoker, right? And um, I, I love uh, joking about it. it the, the the I probably told the story on here before, but the nastiest pipe I've ever seen in my young tobacconist career was Dr. Batson's and, and and he had someone bring it in for him because uh, later in life he got less mobile. Um, but the, the, the cake was so incredibly built up on this particular pipe that, you know, the, the, the availability of, I, I've told the story before, but the availability for you to put tobacco in this particular <laughs> pipe was no greater than the, the diameter of a pencil eraser. Right, I mean, it right. was so just, <laughs> just foul. And we, we laughed so hard about that. And um, I, I couldn't even clean it here in the shop. I had to send it off, but, um, anyway, Dr. Batson, uh, just just a great uh, local fixture, and, um, and of course he's on our wall of honor here at the shop, and uh, we're just very very gl- grateful that we got to be a part of his life mm. as he uh, as he was a part of ours. So anyway, Blair Batson, uh, dead at ninety eight, but we're uh, we're thankful for his life and career. Absolutely, so, yeah. You know, it, it's it's apropos though that you bring up uh, his pipe specifically, and and bringing in a pipe of such uh, uh, disgusting status. <laughs> From such a, a celebrated man, uh, you know, in, in many respects, you could kind of look at, at that experience as a, a unique pipe story. In fact, maybe a pipe shop fail. I, I maybe, maybe, may, may, maybe a pipe shop fail. All right, so certainly a pipe smoker fail. For those that by a very never, sophisticated pipe smoker <laughs> very that, sophisticated. That, that we love and, and remember fondly. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Meaning, no disrespect to him, uh, but man. Okay, so so for those that are unaware, for those that never tuned in, this is a pipe shop fail episode, and I think it's I think. It's worth going back to the original because when this idea was first brought up, I can't remember if it was you or a listener who came up with it. It was definitely not me. This was never, never. This a wasn't a you thing. I don't think so. This is one of those. It might have been a me thing because I, it, I wanted an I opportunity just to complain. 
And so, so this is this is one of those rare things where, like, like you you really you you had this idea for an episode, like where you just like you you had an axe to grind, and uh, or not necessarily an axe to grind, <laughs> a soapbox to get up on. <laughs> you know, like there was just something building up in you that you wanted. We to dole out all the three free therapy. I was ready for some free therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what inspired this? But regardless, I was very nervous going in because I'm like, you know, we're we're a we're a fairly positive show. You know, uh, you kind of come to us. It's it's good vibes. It's welcoming. You know, uh, yeah, you learn. learn learn a lot about pipe tobacco a lot of beginners learn to smoke pipes it's Absolutely. very welcoming we want to uh kind of have that uh you know that that aura about us but um well, and even know. in terms of like content like like you know i try to i try to treat podcasting and I, this show especially is almost like anti-radio even though we've got radio in the name because radio has to keep you so sensationalized and angry and engaged in order to make sure you don't change the dial but with podcasting, we can kind of take a moment to kind of like just get to know each other and have a conversation and, and, and make it more of a welcoming space. So this idea of, oh, man, Country Squire radio going negative. I don't know how I feel about that. But, man, y'all responded, responded hugely. That, to date, is our largest downloaded episode in the history of this entire podcast is that first Pipe Shop Fails with part two being a very close second. Yeah. And, and, and of course, the whole the whole theme of this is just for me to to get stuff off my chest about sometimes how frustrating it is to be on right. my side of the counter right, right, right. but but then also you know we've given folks an opportunity to um to to share stories from their side of the counter also <laughs> right from from a, either our shop or other shops where uh you know maybe they come in and and didn't have uh maybe the experience they wanted or there was something ridiculous that they just had to mention um yeah i don't, I don't know there, there's it's it's fun to uh to banter about this no absolutely stuff. and actually you know i, I back in <laughs> Back in my day, like I was, I was big into retail, and there there needs to be therapy for retail, like the ability to go and just say, you know what? The some people do retail is therapy. Always is that right? Yeah, some people do retail therapy. I'm I'm talking about like you know shopping to medicate their own problems. Oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah, okay. but 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 the, the, <laughs> right, right, you know. But this was like and and, a and for study. me, no, 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 not not at all. And for me, you know, it's 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 wonderful because people come medicate their own problems, right. and I've got a I've got a very fine selection. I, you know, so <laughs> please, I mean, we there's uh, that that Dunhill's on the counter over there will uh, take care of some of uh, some of your worst uh, childhood issues. But um, yeah, you know, it, it's uh, it, it's always interesting. You know, the customer uh, typically is right. That's that's kind of what I say. Well, that's what you have to say. But see, my, my, my former career, I'm, I'm not in retail anymore. I can say the customer's almost never right. That's, that's bad. <laughs> that's yeah. Been that, my, my yeah, yeah I, I definitely wouldn't go that far. All right. So but that is that is it's good that you point out that this yep. is kind of an equal opportunity fail. So we put it no, out right. to the community yeah. to share stories of you know, maybe what they have observed as failures either of the, the shop that they were visiting or of the customers that they've seen walk through the door. Yeah. Because we have all, yeah. if, if you've been in a pipe shop long enough, you know, you got those great days and then you got those days you'll never forget. It's just a storm, man. <laughs> uh, the, a, a storm of the of type uh, you can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so, so do you want to start us off on one of your stories or do you want to dive in with, uh, with well, some listeners? Well, you know, it's interesting. I, we have uh, several listeners that uh, were talking about, um, you know, their experience with, uh, you know, trying to find certain tinned tobaccos at shops sure. uh, and and you know from our perspective we do you know at the squire we are a pipe shop we we are unique in that that uh you know we're not one of your cigar shops that uh, doesn't carry a whole lot of pipe tobacco we we do we equal opportunity we do a lot of cigars we do uh you know primarily pipes and we're proud about that but 
Um, you know, if folks come in and they sift through the tins, we're we're always glad uh, to have a, a nice selection. We're actually we changed our uh, our location today of uh, recording. If you're watching the live show, yeah, uh, you're seeing some of our tin selection behind us here, which is kind of cool. Um, <laughs> as we as we find at, what is the re- appropriate spot to record. No, I, I know, right? We're <laughs> yeah. we're still still trying that, but yeah, um, yeah it, it's funny. Uh, it, one of um, uh, uh, the the other day, one of our customers, uh, you know, this is a really popular tobacco, the Briarworks tobacco, right? I'm holding this can in my uh, my hand. Briarworks, uh, of course, this is all made by Cornell and Deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, great tobacco, um, you know, with the they conspired with the folks at Briarworks to you know come up with some really cool kind of fun uh, concept flavors and things like that. Some uh, Ready Rub Flake, uh, uh, different types of tobaccos. This is back down south. It's a um, it, it is a uh, I'm trying to think. I think it's a Virginia Perique, actually. But the, the, this tobacco, it, it, you know, the the reason that sometimes I, I hate ordering this tobacco and putting it on the shelf is because this is a brand new tin that has never been smoked, but it is completely open. What? And and it and it's because it's because some precious precious person came in the shop and and thought it would oh. be okay to open this particular Ooh. tin of tobacco. Now it is a mason jar. It does kind of you know feature something where you're like, oh maybe I could open that. But but no, it's got a seal on top it's got of the it. Tearaway tab. The, thing the little tearaway tab thing. Yeah. You, you're not. It, it is very apparent that if you open this, like you, you should have bought it. It's over. But some precious person, you know, they came in and they opened it and they smelled it and then they they put it back on the shelf. And so um yeah we're we're um, we're, you know, in, in that instance, the customer was not right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Did you see this happen? It happens all the time. Did no, you see this happen? No, actually. I think, uh, it, actually, I think John David Burns, who who works with us, uh, was the one that found this on the shelf, but I don't think he saw it happen either. So Interesting. I don't know. Um, right, you know, it's not. just one of those things that, uh, you know, when they when they tear these things open, you just aren't, you just aren't sure. So did, did you see it happen, John David? Yeah. It, yeah, and, and that's why I feel like we kind of need to keep some of these cans behind the shelf. You know, you'll have a lot of folks, uh, you know, some of our listeners were writing in okay. saying stuff like, man, why did uh, tobacconists uh, keep some stuff behind the shelf? Well, in this particular one, uh, <laughs> the, the, the Briarworks tobacco, that is, uh, that is definitely part of the reason. Yeah. All right, man. That's good. All right. So Dylan uh, writes and he says, I hate uh, to call it a fail, but my local cigar shop had no prices on any of their pipe accessories. And the owner let me essentially name my own price to get it out of the shop. <laughs> Interesting. You know, yeah, that, that, that's nice. And I, hey, that's, a, fa- that's nice. a fail in your favor, yeah. right? No, that's, that's great. It is funny. I do hear about, uh, you know, folks going to other shops, particularly shops that don't do a lot of pipe business. Right, right, right. And they'll have this stuff uh, sitting around and they're like, you know, I, I ordered that back in, you know, 2011 and it's on the shelf. I don't know. Just how about how about you do two for one on it or something like that? <laughs> and then all of a sudden people are walking away with aged, you know, uh, Christmas cheer or, or whatever, just something insane, uh, you know, that they bought for nothing. I think a lot of shops, you know, they'll carry this stuff. They'll put it on the shelf just to have something different and interesting, um, almost without even the intent of selling it. You know, it's like <laughs> it's it's like they're not even uh, not even trying to. Um, that's kind of funny. Interesting that you said that. A uh, one of our our listeners and friends, Rondi, who lives in uh, it's either Maryland or, or Delaware. I can't remember. But he he messaged me the other day. He found a tin of Christmas cheer from two thousand six. 
on his tobacconist shelf. Now, now think about that. Think about the run that we've had Ooh. on Christmas cheer and all McClellan tobaccos, right, over the past several uh, months here, right? And, and and then he found a a two thousand a a twelve year old tin yeah. of this stuff just sitting on the shelf, you know, and and it's unopened, it, it, unopened, completely blows my mind. He bought it for twenty three bucks, you know. <laughs> so I mean, he could put that on, you know, he could make a. Like a nice, could, little, nice little profit. He could make a right car. There. He could make a car payment on yeah. that. You know what I mean? So yeah. I mean, just it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> um, man. We have had uh, you know some of our own uh, fun things recently. Uh, not just with uh, obviously the um, you know. Uh, things like the uh, Briarworks tobacco, but um, you know, other folks similarly will go into the cigar humidor, uh, do the same kind of thing. They'll rip open the cigars because they want to smell the cigar. The plastic on the cigar, and, actually- and so they'll they'll tear the uh, they'll tear the wrapper on the cigar. They'll tear not just the cellophane, but the the paper thing, and they'll uh, you know, and, and then they'll they'll pull the cigar out to smell it as Rub if it you on know, their nose. as if, yeah, as if some some part of the smell is going <laughs> to you know dictate the reason that they buy the cigar. It's incredible. Um, yeah, we actually not too long ago had a guy. He um, came in, uh, was kind of blustery, and we had. Uh, matter of fact, I, I think our my friend John David Burns, who who works with us here. If, if you're a new listener to Country Squire Radio, we have two John Davids at our shop. <laughs> and if you know of another John David, we are uh, interested in hiring them because we want to collect we all. We want to collect all the John Davids yeah. if we can. But, catch um, them all. but John David Burns, who. Um, who works with us here at the shop? Good friend. Uh, he 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 was helping a customer, uh, real blustery, kind of in a hurry, uh, in the humidor, and the guy was interested in a cigar, and then put the cigar in his mouth. As as if that was an okay thing to try. Who does that? You know what? While you were gonna, you know, oh, I'm I'm gonna see if I want this particular cigar. Uh, you, you know, let me stick this in my mouth. Now people do that with pipes, and you know, with pipe, that's not good either. But with a pipe, at least you can sanitize it or you know, wipe it down or something. We're talking about a a a, a plant. No, a, that's it's done. A, a, a vegetable. You, you don't know? take like like. Let me just lick the sandwich. Well, it's just it's just so it. funny because John David he was stunned, and then he looked at the guy and he was like. Well, I guess you just bought that one. <laughs> it was like a sixteen dollar cigar, and that? and and he did. He he had to buy that cigar. Um, so funny, you know. We um we've also had uh, some recent uh, interactions with uh, dear friends of of the Country Squire that oh. have been mentioned on Pipe Shop Fails before. <laughs> um, and and so really? we want to revisit one of those things. Uh, our our dear dear friend, the Pilgrim. Oh, uh, the Pilgrim has been been, has been has been he's been coming around, you know. And it's we had we have these seasons where the Pilgrim comes through. Um, if you aren't familiar with the Pilgrim, uh, I encourage you to go listen to uh, other Pipe Shop Fails episodes. I believe the but, first one. Um, yeah, I think the first one was where we uh, mentioned him the most. Uh, it, but you know just. It, such an interesting. Uh, he's, he's just the pilgrim, you know. He's a pilgrim. He, he, he's just the pilgrim, but pilgrim. um, fantastic. You know, he came in the other day with a a Zippo lighter. Um, this is a uh, this is a Zippo lighter that has the Cowboys on it, which uh, for some people will be a thing of disgust. Um, but this um. This Zippo lighter, if you know anything about Zippos, um, to fill this lighter, it takes lighter fluid. So the Pilgrim came in the other day, and he had he had a Zippo lighter, and he had two cans of butane. <laughs> they were empty. Large right? cans of butane that uh-huh. were empty. Okay. <laughs> and... And he was like, John David, I'm having trouble with this lighter. I just... I don't understand... Like I've emptied two cans of butane into this lighter. These are ten dollar cans, sure, mind you, sure, that, sure, he, that sure. he bought elsewhere. He he did he didn't buy them here. He bought them elsewhere. But um, he he said I can't get this butane to go into this Zippo lighter. I've wasted two cans and I can't get it to to light. And he had no idea 
that you're supposed to fill this with lighter fluid. You're supposed to soak this cotton ball in this oh, in this man. Zippo with yeah, lighter yeah, fluid yeah, yeah. to get, and, and and so it was just it was incredible. So he was just pouring it in. He he was no he was taking he was taking the this thing and shoving it in there as if that was gonna, <laughs> get, and, and 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 so you think about trying to put gas into a cotton ball, right, 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 right. and then, and then you're gonna do that, and um yeah, it was just this interesting experience where I, I'm sitting here thinking like, well, you know that's um that that's one way to go through twenty bucks, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Burn, burn twenty bucks. And, no, uh, no, it was hour. good. Yeah. I, it was it was interesting though. Pilgrim uh, did gift us something that day. He he uh, he recently bought uh, a pound of uh, Dunhill nine six five match from mm. Sutliff. So mm-hmm. Sutliff, a great tobacco company. We love some of the stuff they put out. Uh, but they make a match of Dunhill nine six five tobacco. And so he bought a pound of this stuff recently and smoked about half of it. This was maybe three weeks ago. Okay, this is not very long ago. And then so I, I catch him the other day. He's dumping. He's dumping the remains of this giant bag of, of you know, high-quality tobacco into the whatever jar, right? Everyone knows the whatever jar here at the Squire. Sure. The, the, the catch-all. You know, it's the catch-all jar, right? We, we put the tobacco in that jar. I didn't like it. Uh, I only got yeah, a little I didn't bit like it or no, no, but, I, you know, it, typically what it is, it's tobacco that, you know, whenever I get done blending, I throw the, you know, remains of the tobacco in there. And then, um, you know, it's just kind of whatever, right? People Whatever's buy it for a, a buck fifty an ounce, and it's, uh, you know, it's pretty good stuff. But... Uh, it's just kind of this and that. But anyway, he was dumping this this perfectly good, uh, you know, tobacco into the whatever jar. And um, and and, and you know, he, I asked him, what are you doing? And he said, well, it's it's old. I've had it for three weeks and it's uh, it's old. And so so whoever bought whoever buys the next like um, this was actually re- was this recently? I think this was like last week. If you if there's a good chance if you're going to buy uh, a couple ounces of whatever here in the next few days, uh, you're going to get some of Pilgrim Zach's own. Um, you know, uh, Dunhill nine six five match. <laughs> wow, that was that was that was three weeks old. Yeah, well, there so, you go, fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a great deal for someone. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's it's like putting a little communion in the jar. No, that's right. A little bit. It's just a community, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> thing. Crazy. Man, that's that's awesome. All right. So uh, we also had uh, Commodore Perry. Love, uh, you know, Commodore Perry, one of my favorite names. Yeah, he, he's he's great. Commodore Perry. <clears throat> Rhodes in. He said, uh, multiple times I've purchased dried old, uh, dried out bulk tobacco from shops, and they don't seem to have any idea that it feels like Easter basket grass. And it, and it does. That's a great way to describe it. He says, I guess when some shop owners get old and crusty, uh, so does their product. Man, <laughs> some shade right there. Yeah, you know, if that ever happens to us, I, I hope someone's got the bravery to call call me out uh, here at the shop. Uh, you know, um, the the crustiness factor, it, it can be uh, discouraging, you know, particularly if you go in a shop mm. that doesn't do a lot of pipe tobacco and that, that jar of Lane 1Q or, um, you know, that jar of, uh, you know, Stokeby, uh, you know, uh, luxury bullseye flake or something that's been sitting on the shelf for uh, decades, you know, and it, it, it it's it's become, even though it started out as great tobacco, it's become in its own right hamster cage tobacco, Man. right? And, uh, and it just really, um, really, really ridiculous. But that happens. Yeah. A lot of shops, you know, they and this is true of a lot of kind of specialty type of shops out there. I've been thinking comic book shops as well. Uh, folks just kind of get set in their ways. They've got kind of their customer base that they're just kind of grinding out. All the customers know what the prices are. All they know what they're getting. Nobody ever buys this. I just have it. So it's just sitting back there. <laughs> you almost feel like they're kind of phoning it in a little bit. Yeah. No, and, and what no. ends up happening is their customer base dies out. Uh, they're not doing anything innovative. And, you know, unfortunately with the industry not kind of providing too much competitive need for them to, then 
you got a bunch of new pipe smokers that are, are going to, you know, the online or, or everywhere else to, to get their, yeah. their first experience. They don't know what they're doing, which, you know, to some extent, it's great for us because we can kind of help them out. No, that's right. I, and that's, that's why we're here, right? But it kind of created this. At the reality yeah. is, it's catching the uh, the fails of a lot of those shops that aren't <laughs> providing that kind of service for their customers. And uh, yeah, no, man, I don't think you'll ever get, I mean, you'll get old, you'll get set in your ways, but I don't think you'll get old and set in your ways uh, when it comes to, to, to uh, that point. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> like one of the things that we've constantly seen since you've, when you went from managing to owning the shop was you've always been kind of innovatively pushing different things, trying new angles, providing new services, thinking through like the ideas that you've come up with over the years, some of which you, you decided this is a good one. Some of which like, yeah, maybe not, but regardless, you're always thinking through. <laughs> There's the been different. a few of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, I, I don't know. You, you do have to try to keep it fresh. And uh, f- some folks don't, uh, don't keep their tobacco no. fresh. No, so. they don't keep the ideas or the tobacco <laughs> fresh. Um, it, interesting. You know, folks uh, at a shop, a lot of times they get really comfortable, right? We have talked about that before on oh, pipe man. shop Uh, with the the comfort comfort level of people we we want our place to be inviting and welcoming and maybe your second living room kind of thing uh but maybe not your second uh bedroom or your second laundry room or your second uh your second uh you know uh, storage shed or or things of that nature and occasionally that happens recently we've had a lot of people that have been dropping things off at the squire for other people and so it's like that it's become this depot for um you know, uh, people to exchange goods and uh, sure, like, sure. A, a lot of bartering, maybe, or, or uh, you know, dropping off uh, items here for now, po- this is folks. not a briefcase like, that I'm going to drop off here, and then my associate's going to come by. He's going to pick it up later. Well, it's, it's just not, so it's not that kind of situation. It's just so interesting, and and you know, occasionally it's like, hey, I found this at a flea market. Next day, I'm going to put this on your shelf and make you deal with it. The next time someone, <laughs> the next time this person comes in, you know, the next time Billy comes in, may, you know, ask him if he wants this, and if he doesn't, just keep it, and then I'll pick it up again later oh my gosh and yeah. so I, I become this we've done that with furniture we've done that with uh you know all kind of, like, people brought in people that? brought in baby toys it's like people have brought in uh you know uh, like a hundred dollar football game tickets That's i mean just crazy. you know all kinds of just like you keep this and deal with it for me and, and then and and then you know if they don't want it just keep it back for me we had uh, someone that asked us to keep these large um exterior uh decorative metal things that you'd put on the outside of a house and they were like well just keep it in your kitchen you know just just put it back there and if they don't want it i'll be by in a couple weeks and i'll come get it I'm like, give me a break, man. No, man. man. Trying no. to run a business here. Yeah. <laughs> you need like a courier fee or like charge them rent for the stuff or something. I, I feel like, you know, maybe <laughs> crazy. maybe there's something to be said for that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, something else interesting that's happened a lot recently, too. We've had people over the years are becoming more and more sensitive to pipe smoke. And so we've had these folks that have come and, and they knock on the door and then they stand at the door and wait for us to uh, acknowledge them and, and come outside. They want us to come outside and they want us to shop for them and then bring mm. the products to them outside and then check them out while they're standing outside uh, because they don't have uh, they, they don't want to come into the smoke shop. Even if no one's here smoking, even if there's there hasn't been smoke uh, in the shop all day, for instance, uh, it's, it's just so funny. A lot of folks, they'll come to the door and uh, and then they don't want to set foot in the shop. They want you to do uh, the personal shopping and, and then bring them their change. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I don't I don't work at Sonic like I, I don't you know, I, maybe I should put on my little skates and, know, uh, man. and go around. You could uh, you could get like a little drone that goes back and forth for you. Yeah, maybe a drone. You know, a little, oh, that's cute. Country Squire drone. It could, it could be smoking a pipe too while it does it. 
a country squire drone. That could be kind of fun. That's what we need. Yeah. Yeah. You no, can I beat like Amazon that. to the drone delivery. No, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> just a few feet outside. So because someone doesn't want to get their, uh, you know, silk blouse uh, covered in not pipe smoke, you yeah, know. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it does happen, though. Uh, man, so this one from uh, David uh, uh, Carmichael actually speaks to kind of what was mentioned before. He said, I visited a pipe shop once, visited a pipe shop once with a nice selection of older Petersons. The only problem was that they were so badly oxidized on the stem that they were as brown as boot leather. Yeah, man. They still wanted 150 bucks for them. It's a pity, too. There aren't too many nice pipe shops where I live. And that last statement, man. That's the that's the problem, that's right? That's the rub. Yeah. yeah, it's tough when you go inside uh, you know, a, a place that has older inventory, and particularly the particularly those older ebonite stems, you know, that have just oxidized over the years and and they look like cheese. You know, it just looks <laughs> awful. And uh and you know they don't know what it is because typically they're not pipe smokers. And so they do that, uh, you know, and, 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 and then folks, you know, they just don't know what they have. No. And so, you know, if they, they don't realize that the value of that pipe has dropped, now, it, it could be, you know, relieved as soon as if they had a buffing wheel, if they knew, uh, you know, a pipe repair person or a pipe maintenance person to send that off to, to have it, uh, have them polished up or that kind of thing. It, it's such an easy fix. But a lot of these shops that just don't do a lot of stuff in pipe business, um, you know, they're not aware. They yep. just—they don't even know that those resources are at. They don't even know there's something wrong with those stems, right? Man. And so, uh, yeah, that 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 can be really frustrating. I, I know um, I've been in those shops sometimes and know the know the feeling. Yeah, that's good. Um, let's see. There's there's one on here that I think I actually want to save as a pipe question of the week because I, I was I was going to use it for this one, but there's a question that I think kind of uh, de- demands some some uh, further discussion. Yeah. So okay. I'm, good. I'm bump that one. Good. Uh, but we also had uh, Benjamin McMullen said uh, some pipe shops I have been to. Uh, will have tins in the back that aren't present on the shelf and not advertised. Yeah, that's got to be frustrating for uh, for pipe smokers. Yeah, yeah. it says, but, but must be made by request at all times. It was very confusing to me. Almost those blends were exclusive to a club of secret people who knew about the brand to ask for it. I only found this out after a shop I had frequented finally offered seeing that I was concerned with finding more natural flavors rather than aromatics. In my opinion, it felt like I had to be a continuing customer and someone who has an interest of the hobby to qualify at the shop to hear the, quote, real tobacco. (laughs) I didn't think that was very fair, I guess. My last point about that was that it was never like a few reserved tins here and there, but rather hard to find tins, but a good number of tins, almost like they were holding out a stock in the blend. Yeah, that, that's, I, I wonder if I actually know the shop that he's talking about. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of serious. Yeah, no, I, I understand. There's, you there's know. one in particular that I remember when I first learned about this practice yeah. that shops do, and I'm yeah. sure that to some extent every shop does this to a certain extent. And I could actually see the argument either way on this, but there was one in particular I thought, you got all this back here and it's not on the market and you're just camping on it? Yeah, like, yeah. Like really? Well, and it, it's it's hard, right? Because you want, as a retailer, you want to reward you know some of your best customers, sure. And and so there is, and and some of your close friends, and so there is that urge to hold some of the you know really prized stuff back and release it, you know, uh, just to certain people. Um, we you know occasionally we might do that if someone uh, you know here is um, you know a, again just one of our uh, close friends or something of that nature. But we don't, we typically don't do that. We really don't. You know, people are like, I want to get on. 
your list for esoterica. There, there is no list for esoterica. <laughs> There's not. Unless and, you know about the list. And, and, and well, I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I mean, right. John David doesn't know. No, about there, the there, list. there is a list. John David doesn't know about the list. There's no list. I mean, there's, there's no list. It's you know, <laughs> people, people, uh, you know, it, it, the local folks, they get the same crack at the esoterica mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, if you live in, um, you know, Washington State or, or well, we can't ship to Washington State uh, technically, uh, but you know, if you live in uh, Idaho, <laughs> you know, you, you have the same shot at it that uh, someone that lives down the street John here David, does. I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to have that's to. tough. That's tough. You, you remember Tim? Tim? Tim, the intern. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim hadn't been with you for what two years, three years at this point. It's been it's been a minute. Yeah, Tim has been no, running been an underground esoterica list for the country <laughs> for the last three years. I, I you know, there's there is a I know, list. right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that's and, and that, it all. and that's how he's financing his seminary degree. Yeah, that's exactly right? how it is. Yeah. He's got all of these like shadow accounts, and he's just like, yes, uh, this is Tim. This is Bim. This is Dim. Right, <laughs> Jim. Right. What a disaster. Yeah. No, and, and it is it is you know frustrating. There's always that um you know temptation to you know save the good stuff for uh, certain people or whatever but um it, it is comforting mm. you know we saw that when um you know our friends up at ewan reese when they uh, during the chicago pipe show this past year uh they you know mcclellan had just gone out of business and everyone was marking these mcclellan tens up like crazy mm. and they took all their stock and they and they put it out there and they just marked it at uh at normal prices Man. and you got to appreciate that right you got to appreciate them uh I, I was chatting with someone the other day we we think we sell our uh, esoterica stuff at really reasonable prices i mean we, we we do i mean it's not as cheap as maybe you can get it at pipes and cigars or or uh smoking pipes we we think we sell it you know for a reasonable price but i was talking about this guy was mentioning another retailer um that you know marks up they're selling a two ounce tin of esoterica stuff for over thirty dollars this, this is a retailer Man. okay it's a retailer yeah. and, and i'm thinking to myself like you know just if you want to open an ebay store put it on ebay like don't don't pretend that you can do this like as a retailer you know what i mean like it just you're gonna you're gonna make whatever little extra margin you would make on that product you're gonna make that many more people angry yeah you're you're buying ill will really if you do that well so all they have to do is just pull back the curtain he's got like you know 30 more cases of them back there yeah it's just it's kind of insane to that's what what ends up happening it's the ones that market up the highest that have the largest in my i'm this is Crazy wild theory, tinfoil. Tin <laughs> tinfoil hat. To me, I would, I would think that it's the ones that are marking up the highest that are ones that are actually sitting on that reserve back there. Big, big stocks. Yeah, of it. yeah. And, and controlling it from that. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it is, it is tough. Again, you know, we understand the uh, importance of this stuff, but and and you, you see. Uh, when someone gets a hand, you know, the, a, a consumer gets their hands on a, a, a deal of, uh, you know, esoterica products or whatever, a lot of times they'll flip it. They'll go on eBay or some other place and they'll try to mark it up, you know, 500 percent to, uh, you know, to flip it. But, you know, it, <laughs> with uh, with a retailer like, man, just just don't do that. Man, like, I, it's yeah. just it's just bad. It's bad all the way around. Yeah. So that's good. anyway, yeah, I mean, that, it, it just one more thing that uh, that grinds our, our gears. <laughs> that's good, man. We, you know something that doesn't grind our gears? Excellent. 
American-made pipes. Yes, like the great quality corncob pipes you get from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. <laughs> there was a man. pause for dramatic effect. There, there was. There was. I was like, man, how do we get into this? Uh, of course, man, Missouri Meerschaum, it's such a staple of uh, of the country squire mm-hmm. and pipe smoking in the United States and in the world in general. Uh, the highest made, highest quality made corncob pipe in the world, uh, Missouri Meerschaum. Of course, these are uh, pipes that have been around for oh, well over 100 years. Um, you know, they're excellent uh, quality. They're good tasting pipes they're good everyday pipes uh if you take care of them they're good heirloom pipes um oh, you know yeah. it's just a just such a such a good product to have and we're so thankful for the folks there absolutely and hey if you've got a missouri meerschaum pipe be sure to smoke it this week take a picture of yourself doing so tweet it out it's a great way to let the good folks at missouri meerschaum know you appreciate them for sponsoring this show i i, I noticed that just on missouri meerschaum quickly yeah um they had uh you know the whole elf on the shelf thing yeah I've, where, I've, where yeah. like the elves are like you know you, you take photos of did, them going did your around. family do that? They, we didn't. We didn't okay. do anything yeah, like we that. We never did either. But you know, you, they've got the whole thing. If I'm getting it right, I think it's an elf on a shelf thing where you know the elves get into like crazy antics, like you know during and and so you'll wake up the next morning and the elves have uh, done uh, done the dishes or they're over here <laughs> like you know playing uh, playing Nintendo uh-huh. or they're over you know you, you know how parents like set these things up. Well, it, it's cool, Missouri Meerschaum. They they have taken two two pipes and are doing this right now on their Facebook page. And so the, the pipes are the elves on the shelf. And so if you, uh, if you will go to their Facebook page, you can tune in and see all the crazy antics that these two pipes have done every morning as you oh, get wow. up and, uh, the two corncob pipes. And, uh, and I believe this morning the pipes were uh, caught, uh, red handed having toilet papered someone's desk oh, no. at, at Missouri Meerschaum's offices. Oh, and so, no. um, so I, you know, these pipes are just kind of, they're being bad boys. They're you m- know? mischievous. Yeah. Yeah. Mischievous little uh, corn cobs. A lump of coal for them. (laughs) (laughs) Pipe question of the week. All right, man. Pipe question of the week this week coming in to us from Derek. Uh, Again, Derek, the uh, the newest member of the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club. What is up, brother? All right. Here's what he has got to say for us. Yep. Hey, guys. Found your show a few weeks ago and got on at the Orient Express. I love blends a little heavy on the Oriental side. Incidentally, I just ordered a 10 of C&D, Cornell and Deal, of course, Orient Express. Anyway, great show. I'm already hooked and subscribed. And my question is, what is a good cleaning regimen to, uh, to get into? Uh, he also mentions, you mentioned on previous shows that you never see a Peterson guy at a pipe show. If I went to a pipe show, I would be that guy. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's great. It, and to touch on that real, real quickly, uh, when I've said I've never seen a Peterson guy at a pipe show, what I've meant is I've never seen a guy from Peterson uh, at a pipe show, uh, right? There's go. plenty of Peterson fans <laughs> at pipe shows, right? There's plenty of awesome Peterson stuff at pipe shows, but there's no one there from Peterson that uh, is, is you know, really supporting the event and, uh, and, and getting into the pipe community and really, you know, firing up people for their brand and that kind of thing. Come on, Peterson. Um, well, what, what, what's awesome about this is Peterson is now uh, being distributed by uh, our good friends at Law DC. And, oh, and, game and, changer. And Law DC, of course, we've talked about that earlier this year. They they didn't just buy uh, the local rights to, you know, the American rights to Peterson. They bought Peterson. They, they, you know, one of the most sophisticated pipe uh, supply houses in the world, uh, distributors, manufacturers, they bought the company Peterson. And so mm-hmm. uh, this venerated brand 
brand they um, you know that deserves so much and 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 really to be uh, marketed the way that it store historically should be uh, they're now in really good hands and and so I think you know, I know for a fact you're going to see Peterson have uh, that really um, you know prominent uh, feature here at, at some of America's best pipe shows we're excited to see that we're excited to see uh, just all the great things that that are in Peterson's future so just want to be a, a little clear on that that's good man um, yeah cleaning regimen so cleaning regimen I, I you know I was telling someone the other day I kind of feel like the guy uh, that the dentist right that that's constantly telling you to floss your, your teeth <laughs> right but then I know you're gonna go home and not floss your teeth yeah like, like I just I, I feel like that guy right like it's okay I'm gonna tell you what to do but I know you're gonna ignore it and because you you know um, and, and then you'll go home and then didn't psychology school prepare you for this? And it would, I know. Right. But, <laughs> but the next time you come in, uh, you, you complain because your pipe tastes bitter or, right, right. you know, it, it's got all this cake in it or something. And I'm like, well, I, yeah, I told you what to do with it. And, and then the dentist, you know, of course gets his hygienist to floss your teeth and, and you, your mouth looks like, um, you know, jaws just bit into a seal. Like it's that, you know, it's just, it's, it's just awful. Just <laughs> it's disgusting. just, it's just awful. And, uh, and so anyway, uh, my pipe regimen, maybe, maybe this should be another pipe fails uh, point, right? Hmm. Uh, is uh, how people don't clean their pipe. But you know, uh, with with the cleaning regimen, it's really easy if you just do it regularly. And, and all that takes uh, is, of course, uh, just using using pipe cleaners. Uh, I, I try to buy pipes that will run pipe cleaners without taking them apart. Okay. Now, of course, I'm a straight pipe smoker. I prefer straight pipes. Um, but a lot of you know, a lot of those straight pipes, you can run a cleaner all the way through without having to take it apart. You know, having said that, uh, some bent pipes are so bent that they just cannot do that. And then also some people like filtered pipes, uh, which, you know, obviously uh, the filter, you know, is going to you just can't you know, pass a pipe cleaner through the filter unless it's like one of those Brigham pipes that uh, that allows you to do that. And so, um, you know, what I what I recommend after every smoke, use a pipe cleaner. And, uh, you know, if that means, you know, immediately after your smoke or if you have to let your pipe cool a little bit uh, so that you can take it apart and then run your cleaner through, uh, it's just incredibly important to do that. Um, it, also, some people are like, well, why don't I just do it before my next smoke? And you can do that. But the problem is, is, is all that um, saliva and moisture that is inside the pipe and it's been you know inside the shank and the stem and the bowl uh, that's just going to sit there uh, for the next you know let's say the next time you smoke that pipe is the next day you may not smoke that pipe again for you know three months or, or, or a year right and hmm. so uh, you know if you don't if you don't clean it immediately uh, that stuff yeah you can clean your pipe right before your next smoke but all that you know, junk is just going to sit in your pipe and um, and just make it extra foul, really. And so, uh, you know, <laughs> um, the clean your pipe just after you smoke it, right after you smoke it. Uh, if it's a, a pipe that you can run a cleaner through without taking it apart, do it immediately. If you have to wait a little bit to take it apart, do that. Always, always take a pipe cleaner and turn it into a bend it so that it's kind of in a U shape. Shove that thing down there and just swab the inside of your bowl out to uh, make sure uh, that it's got, uh, you know, the moisture out of there if you do that simple thing all it takes is one pipe cleaner and if you do that after every single smoke um you'll you'll hardly ever have to do anything else um if if ever so um yeah that's pretty much it well there you go Derek. hopefully yeah. that uh helps you out <laughs> uh hey and hey if you got a pipe question of the week to send to us be sure to send it to us show at country squire radio.com quick fire with, with the squire, squire. All right, man. Quick fire question. Jones. Ow! All right. These are coming in from Dan C. Love Dan. 
Uh, here's what he's got. Oh, okay, okay, okay. This is this is one of those quickfire questions that has some parameters around it. Okay. okay. So so the throughout the quickfire questions that we have, the concept is uh, who would win in a chess match. Now it, it's worth asking okay. the question. Okay. Do, do you know how to play chess, John David? I do. Okay. Uh, not well. Really? But, but yeah, I do. You seem like the type that might actually be like like pretty good at it. Well, you know, when I was in middle school, I think I, I was on the chess club. You were on the chess club? I was on the chess club, yeah. And we had those little timer things, you know, you make your move and then you mash the little button on the side of the board so your clock goes or whatever. I never really knew what that was for. We but, have... We yeah, have, we, we did that. I don't, know if, I don't know if you know this. We have a mutual acquaintance who once got in a fist fight over a chess club game back in high school. Give me a first name. I, I give, can't. Give me a last name. Um... um I, I can't. I, I I don't feel comfortable. Let's, JC are the uh, the initials. Okay. And I said acquaintance. I didn't say mutual friend. Got it. All right. So <laughs> during- We're on the same page. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> during a chess match, he gets into a fist fight with a baseball player from, from our high school. Wow. The baseball player punches this guy in the face at a time when he has braces the coach was so mad, not that he punched this guy in the face over a chess game, but because he could have messed up his throwing hand by, <laughs> by the damage he did through the braces. But it was this one, it was this one wild, weird, epic moment what where a disaster. these two guys got this bloody fist fight over a chess game. Over a chess game, man. I'm telling you, like, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, 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 hey, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> All right. So that aside, I really hope that doesn't come back to bite me. Uh, it might. It, it, it might. Uh, all right. So that aside, man, we got some great quick fire questions. All right. Then. Who would win a chess match? Tony Stark or Bruce Banner? Yeah, you don't know who these people are, do you? I, I, I have I have no clue. Okay. Tony Stark is Iron Man. Robert okay. Downey Jr. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. Bruce Banner is the Hulk. Okay. You know, the big green guy gets angry. Okay. But this is before he becomes the Hulk. He's still, he's still smart and chill. Well, yeah. I'm going to go with Tony Stark. I would go with Tony Stark too. I feel like Bruce Banner is very smart on like chemistry, but Tony has kind of like a all across the board and is more of a strategy guy. Bruce Banner is not really a strategy, no, he's a strategy guy, right? Yeah. yeah. So we're playing chess. This is good. This is good. I feel like we're talking about uh, it, it's it's my 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 revenge for sports talk. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. This is uh, this is another one. Uh, Sherlock Holmes. Okay. Or Doctor Stephen Strange. Let's just say Sherlock Holmes versus a wizard. I okay, think probably be the best way to explain that to you. Uh, okay, who would um, win, Sherlock Holmes or somebody with uh, connection to the gosh, mystical, magical, a, a wizard uh, Man, powers out there? Well, I, I feel like I would go with Sherlock Holmes ten times out of ten. But if you're playing a wizard, I, I, don't, I don't. I'm still going to go with Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes would know he was a wizard. He would know how he uses his magic, and he would uh, be able to see it. Right? Like okay, he'd, he'd I, I, it I got it. Okay, I'm go, I'm with you on that, Sherlock Holmes. Okay, all fair. the way. Mm -hmm. All right, and this one now these are. Two very lesser known characters, right? Uh, John David Cole versus Brian Levine. Oh gosh, um, well certainly Brian, right? I mean he, he's 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 th think about it. He's more conniving. Oh, and oh, and you know strategically trying to plot people's demise, yeah. right? And yeah. so and so I mean this comes second nature to him, right? So so obviously he would he would beat me at chess. Now you know. <laughs> I was um, honestly Brian probably is uh, is a better chess player than me. Um, if he even knows how to play chess, look, I'm, man, I'm sure Brian knows how to I play know chess. Brian has he's got to know how to play chess. You know, it's funny. I was watching. I'm not patient enough to be good at chess. You 
know? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just not. I, I bet. Well, I don't know. Brian may not be either. We'll have to ask Brian if he plays chess. I was watching a classic. Ultimate chess match. Ultimate podcasting chess match. No, no, but no fist fights. Right. right. Uh, <laughs> I was watching a classic Disney movie, and I'm not going to say the name of it because I've already attempted fate by getting myself in trouble with that last story. But I was watching a classic uh, 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 Disney movie, and a character came on that I'd kind of, you know, you kind of forget about characters. Uh, that you hadn't seen since you were a kid. No, so, yeah, yeah. And so the character was like, when he first started talking, I was like, is that Brian Levine? Did Brian Levine voice this character? And then I'm like, watching, I was like, is this character based off of Brian or is Brian based off this character? <laughs> so I'm gonna put it out there. Who do you think, uh, uh, what, what Disney, classic Disney character, um, uh, Animal, uh, cartoon, uh, I guess they're all animals in the classic, uh, cartoons. Uh, Disney princess, whoever you might think it is. <laughs> what classic Disney character do you think that Brian Levine most resembles or most resembles Brian Levine? I'd very, be very curious to know what people Cruella think DeVille. Wow. I'm not saying to say it now. <laughs> I, I want, I want them to figure it out. I want them to, to, to the, the listeners will send it in and, uh, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to unpack that a little bit. Well, I mean, I'm curious. It, I'm curious. It, it's obvious what it'd be for us would be the, uh, the, the dwarfs. <laughs> uh, dopey. Well, dopey. Right. And, Sleepy? <laughs> Definitely sleepy. Definitely sleepy. <laughs> All right, man. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Okay, we got some great listener feedback in this week. Uh, man, we got a good one from Doug. What did Doug have to say? Uh, Doug, of course, good friend. He says, uh, Pendleton, Oregon, another connection for me back in 1966. I was the sports editor of my high school newspaper oh, wow. in Troutdale, Oregon, a small rural area east of Portland. And our football team was one of the best in the state. So at the end of the season, our team traveled to Pendleton to play the Pendleton High School team for the rights to go to the state championship game. Both schools were located uh, in rural areas full of muscle-bound farm boys. I was not one of them. <laughs> that's that's why I was the sports editor and not on the team. Uh, Pendleton being full of tough cowboy types in my school. Uh, my school rentals uh, being populated by burly farmer's sons. Uh, anyway, we had a team bus traveling back into downtown Pendleton on game day, and I am sure by coincidence, tongue-in-cheek firmly, uh, a gigantic pickup truck full of ripe cow manure pulled out in front of our bus and slowed to 10 miles an hour. <laughs> Um, needless to say, I think we were a bit irritated, but delivered a just result by kicking Pendleton's behind on the field and proceeded to state to the state championship game, uh, losing that one by a touchdown. Again, you guys always seem to push a historical button in my memory. Thanks again. Keep puffing. Doug is referring to uh, last week on our Squire Select episode. Uh, we reviewed a uh, Pendleton uh, rye Canadian whiskey. That's right. And we told some of the stories about the uh, Pendleton Roundup uh, there in, in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, just one of the classic, um, you know, Western, you know, one of the best known, most venerated Western uh, uh, rodeos that's out there and all that kind of stuff. And how the whiskey was, uh, you know, inspired by that. And, of course, our dear friend Doug has a, uh, a story to go along with it. Right. Course, and yeah, and yeah. so uh, that, that's that's cool, Doug. Thanks, man. Man, we also got one in from uh, Michael Fisher who says, I'm hoping at some point to visit your shop. It is a bit of a drive from Texas, but looking forward to it. I made a purchase on many of your blends about two weeks ago and was totally blown away. Definitely unique blends and the white rose was my favorite. Always uh, awesome job, guys. And again, that's from Michael. Uh, I'm sorry, Michael with exquisite taste, Fisher. F- right. That's his name right there. Right. That, that's got to be it. Of, of course. Of course. <laughs> uh, some some funny feedback live. We've uh, got uh, Brian Levine, who's making fun of me for wearing uh, white pants after Labor Day. You know what, Brian? 
you can deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Levine, who, uh, uh, who, what, 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 what Disney character do you think Brian Levine would think uh, that he is? The Beast. Uh, really? I, I, I don't know. I thought he'd go with like Prince Eric or something like that. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, he, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll yeah. See. No, that's good. That's good. Maybe Belle from Beauty and the Beast. We'll have fun with this. It'll I be hope great. we get some feedback. No, it'd be, I it'd be great. That yeah, that's no, that's be, good. That's good. Well, good deal, man. Well, uh, yeah, look, uh, <laughs> we, uh, we would love to get your feedback on all of these wonderful things. If you've got a pipe question of the week for us, listener feedback, quick fire questions, all that great stuff, you can send them into the show. Uh, show at countrysquireradio.com is the place to do it. You can also follow us throughout the week. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore country squire. And of course, the show's handle is at squire radio, but all that information and more can be found at countrysquireradio.com, where we do broadcast live on Mondays. Now, John David mentioned earlier in the show, that uh, if you are tuning in live or if you're watching YouTube or uh, and, and enjoy that consumption method of the show, you'll notice that we've we've we're still here, but we're at a different angle. And that might continue. We're we're still kind of we're feeling our way through it. Yeah, yeah. So we're uh, we're we're still kind of figuring out what the method is. Um, maybe next week there won't even be chairs. Maybe next week we'll be on top of a table. Maybe next week, <laughs> uh, you know, who knows where we'll be? We, we might be tucked away inside the humidor, and people behind us will be taking the cigars out of their uh, packages and putting it directly in their mouth. Regardless, we are know for a fact it'll be. Probably kind of awkward. Yeah, just, we'll, we'll just move around. Hopefully, that doesn't impact too much on the uh, the audio side for our That's podcast right. listeners. That's right. Like to like to kind of throw that out there. So, um, yeah, man. Well, uh, hey, uh, pipe shop fails. I think I had a great time, despite the fact that this was a, a failure conversation. It was not a failure of an episode. I we, I, I don't think we failed today. No. Yet. Yet. <laughs> there is still time. It is only one o'clock Central, <laughs> so I got plenty of time left, man. Well, hey, man. On that note, let's go have a day. See you, brother. You've been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit Pottery.com. Oh,